Another episode of Chris and Dave's Outcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We're covering Love Island UK Series 8, Episode 52. Now, Chris, I mean, uh, the big meat of the episode, uh, we're obviously going to have lots to say about that, I'm sure, but uh, where would you like to start? Well, Dave, it was that bad. Should we just do the roll call of honour? I think you <laughs> yeah. teased me up on that in Discord. Um, oh, my God. So so we lost. Uh, and I keep, So, by the way, Sam's got a bone to pick with me and you because we keep calling her Danica and it's Danica, Dave. So we're getting told off by I'm not sure a lot of people are saying that when they're listening to us. So <laughs> Sam's like, can you just call her a real name for the last time? So Danica, Dave. And Jamie went, which wasn't a surprise. I, I, I thought that was pretty obvious and like you said Jamie was a triad it was too it was just desperado to stay in and I get it it's part of Love Island and all that but yeah I wasn't shocked by that exit if I'm being honest no and I was thinking about this I'm sure in previous seasons they've really mixed it up you know in terms of like okay the these are the couple or bottom three couples uh Islanders you've got to choose a boy and a girl and um or you know this is the bottom couple but you can save one of them you know and that well that would be a, a fade accompli as well wouldn't it you know that that would just be uh danica all day long so yeah i just feel like we're, we're into the last few days now and the the stakes just didn't really feel very high on this dumping yeah. and you know despite the fact we get the usual Honestly, Chris, the same fucking... Oh, they, they were the life and soul of the villa. Every fucking person who's gone out, it's like, oh, it's not going to be the same without them. <laughs> it's like, think about it. I can't yeah. be true of everyone who goes out. Yeah. <laughs> so it, yeah. it just does my head. And it's like, oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe we're not going to see them till like, next week. <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, though, Dave, no. before... Before we get on to the main thing, um, what did you think about Ekinsu singing, Dave? Oh, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I I understand why there is such love for Ekinsu out there. And you, with your faux love for Ekinsu, just because this reality radar Hail Mary that you did, I get that as well. But fucking hell, I have to say, Chris, she's actually really starting to get on my tits. I'm just so bored now of the whole playing up to the cameras and the X Factor audition <laughs> when she's singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. She puts <laughs> fucking Christina Aguilera thing. How I wonder where you are. <laughs> you know, just, oh my God, I nearly died from secondhand embarrassment. Talk about buttock clenchingly embarrassing. Chris, my buttocks have never been tighter. I, I just, I was just like, oh, you know what? I'm fucking really bored of her now. I thought, <laughs> no, I'm going to say something. She fucking prodded me right there, right in the spot where you knew you'd get me. And then all the hate mails are going to come flooding in because it's like, how <laughs> dare you? We love Ekinsu. But yeah, I, I, I get why people do and like i say i still think they're the favorites to win her and davide but yeah just the playing up to the cameras just doing my head in now yeah and, and you know what they all 
you know, allegiances aside, it was just reeked of typical reality star. You used to see it on Big Brother, didn't you? Like some of them were itching for some sort of singing or some sort of competition to show off because there's a chance they could get on the West End or there's a chance they could, you know what I mean? Like the people have excelled and gone on to other things. But I, I found that when I've worked in that industry is everyone wants to be, you know, they, they just complete extra, uh, extroverts completely, Dave. And they're not ashamed of just acting a fool or just, you know, just sort of pushing you out of the way. And I can imagine Ekinsu has done that a lot, like, over the last few years, because she has got some sort of fame, but you've just become more and more hungry. And, and, and like, when you watch, I've said this before, you watch extras with Ricky Gervais, that is like Ekinsu. I've met so many people yeah. and I've done the TV. <laughs> so it is, honestly. Yeah, I remember doing... We talked about this the other day, but I remember doing the Skoda advert for, with Bradley Wiggins, and they just tell you you cannot speak to the talent. Bradley Wiggins is out here, not speaking to you because we're having some food together by just by chance, and it was fine. But they really looked down you. But all the extras, including me, it was about ten of us. We're trying to pretend we were rugby, like from this. It was Altrincham Grammar. We were actually parents of a rugby team, and the kids are playing, and we're all there cheering them on on the sidelines. Everyone's under a fucking 50 pound gazebo you would get from B&M's or B&Q and everyone's there going oh I was I did three lines in Coronation Street man. yeah I was a policeman <laughs> I was an ambulance driver on Emmerdale but we're all stood here on minimum wage freezing our fucking tits off under a fucking cheapo gazebo none of us are making it you know but every, but she seems like that it's just chasing that and you can see for me I was cringing because I was like holy fuck and like you said the Ag Aguilera bit like Whoa! You know, all that shit at the end. Like, I mean, only Christine Aguilera can do that, Dave, because she's got a voice. But it was just purely, look at me. Is anybody out there going to go, I'll tell you what, we could make a single off Ekinsu here. You know, that, that, you're so right, Dave. It was just absolute bullshit because it's the platform to do it, unfortunately, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah I was the same. I was like, holy fuck, this is terrible. It's always like it's like walking past a gym or something it's like in an area you don't know, and you know some big bodybuilding guys there. And you're like, oh, sorry, mate, I'm just looking for the post box. Do you know where it is? And he gives you the big bicep pose before he actually points out <laughs> in the other direction. You know? I'm doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing it as well. Just so you can't see me, but <laughs> it's over there, mate. Yeah, okay, you could have just pointed normally. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true, though. You're so right. And I mean, look, the baby game. We we must have had 35 minutes of crying in this episode. Now, um, there was fuck all to talk about. There was one, I think mean, it was two bits, and unfortunately it centred around Luca and Gemma, which I'll talk about in a sec. But th the whole thing, the show, they've got to stop doing it, Dave. It's got to be a quick 15-minute segment the girls go off. We didn't get the racing through, but we got a conga. Well, I'm pretty sure anybody, some sort of parents' fucking union, is going to be complaining about what the way they were treating these dolls because they were putting makeup on them. They were like flinging them with one hand. I know it's a game. We've seen it in the past. That's the sort of thing that they get complaints about. Again, it just didn't make any sense to me. It was just absolute shit. This is the worst episode for me by a mile. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. It was definitely the worst episode. But what I kind of like 
about the baby game episode is that you've got these absolute self-obsessed narcissists. They don't really think about anyone beyond themselves. You know, they couple up, but it's only, you know, it's in relation to how the other person makes them feel themselves. So they, they just, and, and you see it when they're getting ready, like we get, edited down montages but you can tell they're they're getting ready for a a couple of hours or something that is what i do like and the relentless baby crying i'm sure i must have said in the past i'm sure there is something evolutionary to just resonate with you in a in a really negative way because it's like when when i had my kids when they were babies you know when they start crying it's just like oh shit you know they want feeding, they want changing, and you, you okay, do you do do you need to burp, you know, and you're walking around with them and stuff. You're trying to figure out how the fuck do I stop them like striking? Because it is piercing. Now that constant crying is when it's relentless, and you know, you can get these self-obsessed narcissists having to try and deal with that, even though it's only a doll. there's something deep within us i think that that just it's it grates on you but the thing is as a fucking viewer chris i don't need to experience it as well (laughs) yeah so turn the fucking volume down on the baby screaming you know what i mean i think that's part of it and you know put them through the whole day and give us some like you said 15 minute edited down best bits i mean i I say best bits I, i don't think there was anything uh, there was literally nothing you know some ca- couple actually what i would say is i thought the couples this year did much better than last year <laughs> i think i seem to remember last year the the boys ended up looking after the babies and the girls just fucked off and, and they sort of did here but they they got a text so they could do that so yeah yeah i was just oh, i was fingernails down a chalkboard tonight i just didn't really enjoy it and like i said it's not really other than the context of the show and kind of uh you know we saw luca and Gemma make up i didn't actually see them properly resolve it they just kind of got tired of being mad at each other i guess really good sign for a relationship chris um yeah just utterly boring episode it was, to be honest, it was a terrible. And I think, like, Luke and Gemma, I saw Gemma get a little bit of stick after the episode tonight about her whole attitude and, and the way she was speaking to Luke and that. But and normally I'd just go and say, yeah, she was being a slapped ass and everything. But she's with a baby who's now holding a baby who is going to get jealous of the baby and just cause a load of shit. So I, I'm sort of... In her side, in some respects, yeah, she was a bit miserable. She said, I told Luke, don't bring that baby because I've been in a mood all night. That's like an immaturity thing. But also, she's having to deal with someone who acts like a fucking child 24-7 and needs reassuring, needs an arm around him. Now, I've seen a, a, there was a great post, actually, on, I think it's on Facebook, our Facebook page, about actually having a go at Gemma, basically saying, like, you, you know, it's, it's also her as well. I think she, in some ways, is manifesting that and they're just not good for each other. It's a great post, Evan. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I apologise. But really, really good post. And it was something I'd never even thought about. And it was on um, Discord, actually. Sorry, not Facebook. On Discord, it was a great post. And I really appreciate it. I think it's by Neve. And, and when you read it, you go, yeah, that, that, that's got a good point. But I think Gemma's just bored of it now. She's bored of Luke, in my opinion. I think she's just bored of everything. We've exhausted all that. And I did love the line when, when Luke is going, I'll make a great dad me, won't I? 
I'll make a great dad me, won't I? And he said about three times, and she went, yeah, yeah, you would. And I kept thinking she's going to say, but not with fucking me, pal. But she didn't go that far. <laughs> she just sort of went, yeah, you are. Yeah, great. Yeah. It was like, so I think he, he just, he didn't do anything too bad tonight, to be fair. He was actually caring, but it was just, I think she just had seven weeks of him in her ear. I just cannot see, again, and I said it yesterday, how they're going to work. And she was a bit of a slap task, but I also, I'm giving the cutter a bit of slack because I think anybody would be after having someone just getting you in a fucking chokehold for the last seven weeks, whatever you move, he's, he's there, isn't he? It's like fucking flies around shit. He's just on her all the time. I still think you're giving her a bit too much credit to recognise what's really going on there. I, I That is where I started, but now I'm convinced she just almost thinks this is normal. She's 19, Chris. <laughs> And her biggest, longest, you know, previous relationship from when she came out of school, um, well, debatable, uh, was Jax. <laughs> I don't, I don't think yeah. she knows what a healthy relationship is. I think she, Weird, yeah, she, yeah. she'll occasionally get bored of him and and like you know call him out and stuff. And I actually, I, I do think I sit somewhere slightly differently because, I, I yeah, I don't like how Luca is. Um, but I don't necessarily think that means I think Gemma's great, uh, and I do agree. I don't. I don't just don't think they're compatible. There, there was one, the one on Discord, um, and there was there was one on Facebook as well, sort of saying the same thing. I, I can see that you know the the way Gemma is might make Luca a bit worse. I can kind of get that, but. Again, it's just it's just not they're just not compatible. But the the thing that really had me um reflecting was, you know, how chill Gemma is compared to like most of the other people. Like let's take Ekinsu, right? She's had a crock a crack, a crock, <laughs> a crack at being a pop star, didn't make it. She had a, a crack at being a soap opera star, did seven episodes or something, didn't make it, had a crack at being a film star. Well, evidence suggests hasn't made it yet. And now, you know, she's having a go at being a reality star, which she'll probably make something of that. But she's hungry. She has to do that. She doesn't have a famous fucking dad. And she's not going to walk out of this show straight into a four million pound house. Yeah. So, So there is a certain arrogance that comes with, you know, just being that fucking um privileged. To be honest, she's got no fucking worries. She doesn't really have to build up her following. She might do it because she, you know, she wants to. Uh, getting more followers makes these people feel good about themselves, and she'll be doing it for those reasons. But this isn't a, a career or not a career. Whereas I think for most of the other people who've been in there, even the people who've left now, they that was their chance. That was their shot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That, that's a that's a great point. That's a great point. When you've not got that financial news sort of thing, Dave, that that the, you can be whatever you want to be, can't you? Basically, yeah. and yeah, that's yeah. that's. I, I know people who've got money, and I know that that their kids will literally. They're just sort of like, oh, I'll get bailed out anyway. They, they're trying to be well. They have been taught how to look after themselves, but you've always got that fallback. If the worst case scenario, I could just go and borrow money, or I can. You know what I mean? So, so it's mm. interesting. It's an interesting. I have seen that first hand. These people work with in that situation. Mm. So, yeah, you know, yeah. And that's, it's, so, it's Ma- interesting. so Michael 
Owen. I, I've read Michael Owen's autobiography, and uh, it's a few years ago now, so I might get some things wrong. I, I'm sort of thinking back. But when he was growing up, his mum and dad had no fucking money at all, but it was very clear that he had a talent for football. So even though he had siblings, basically everyone else would fucking starve and have beans on toast or something. And his dad would feed Michael Owen steaks. You know, he would literally get the best food. He was the bet, you know, that the family were going with. Um, So Owen himself got treated a lot better than his siblings. And, um, but that was the choice that the parents had to make, you know, they, they they literally, and it came off obviously yay for them. Um, but that kind of background having to work really fucking hard, being really hungry for it, you know, Gemma Owen will never know. Yeah. Yeah. It's true, Dave. That's like, when you get a lot of boxers, and this is, you know, I like boxing, but we like boxing is a lot of kids whose parents are boxers, you know, are not good boxers because, like, Tyson, the stuff he did, went through whatever, it's that rawness of having to find where your next meal's coming from, where you're mm. going to sleep tonight, you've got nowhere to live. The kids grow up privileged and they live in a, a lifestyle. I know his son does a bit of boxing, but they're never going to be. Evander Holyfield's like the boxer, never going to be Dave because they've never had that fight. I mean, look, this is a terrible thing, but Rocky Five, Dave. I like Rocky Five. People <laughs> slate it. Rocky's son, who fought, he's, he's actually Stallone's real son, who, who passed away a couple of years ago, but he actually plays his son and he's privileged. He's never lived anywhere and they've got to go live in Philadelphia in some shitty place. He's lost all his money. And that's a prime example of that. They've nothing to fight for because you've never grew up with that, have you? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's interesting. You grow up a certain way. I, you, you do have a tough... It's like I grew up, I these nine of us. We never had a pot to piss. We were lucky to have a mm. pair of trainers once a year or if I wanted the United shirt, which come out every other year, I'd have to wait till my birthday. So if I didn't have my dad's hand-me-down clothes and even if they were fucking too big, the shoes or whatever, I had to wear them. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so, But Jordan's never had that. That's not saying I'd give her a different life. She's never had to worry about stuff like that. You know, piss taken out of her because she didn't have the right trainers on or I'm sure you're the same. We both grew up in that environment where there just wasn't the cash. You know, going on all day and all that was such a struggle when we were young, even though we did go away, but it was always, that was the only thing we could afford, all our mm. money went. So it's, it, it is, there's, there's a difference when you, you've you struggled like that and you're literally eating all the three pea can of beans all your life, so then your kids don't go through it. That's, that's a good thing, but it's also character building as well. That's just a little thing that you lose, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I remember like Thursday night, was when my dad used to get his pay packet, he used to get his pay packet on uh, Thursday, and my mum and dad would pour the pay packet onto the floor and literally divvy up, you know, there's a yeah. few notes in there, there's plenty of coins as well. And like, right, that's for the shopping, that's for, you know, gas and electric, whatever. I, I I wasn't old enough to understand where the money was going, but it's always stuck with me that, that they literally, to the penny, had to budget for that next week. And, you know, again, my kids don't know that. Yeah. Yeah, you know that's true. Um, so, so yeah, it's it's just different, isn't it? The, obviously, I, I do think you you are wired a certain way when you're just born, so you do come yeah. with these innate characteristics. But then, 
you know, the environment that you grow, you're brought up in as well definitely does shape you. So it all gets, you know, a bit serious, this, doesn't it, Chris? But, you know, yeah, oh, but... we're just trying to avoid talking about the fucking baby game. And you say about yeah, exactly. you know, taking or, um, you know, having to look after a baby. Chris, she's fucking 19. She's a baby herself. It's borderline uncomfortable me watching this, going, you know, hearing Gemma about, go on about fucking popping them out or whatever. Just fucking live a few years. <laughs> you don't have to be thinking about babies just yet. No, it's true, Dave. But also, flip it. And, you know, I've got a 21-year-old daughter, Dave, at 43. We've done also because we had Jordan early. We've been, we, we're lucky now because a lot of my friends have only just had kids. So there is a there is a plus to it, Dave. I'm not encouraging someone getting pregnant like yeah, 17, yeah. 18. <laughs> but there is a plus to it because we're at the stage where we only had Jordan and we were privileged to have Jordan, you know, but we can. We've been around the world, and we go around the world with her now. We, you know, not you know, we're not loaded, but we have to save up. But we've got a different life. We're a different stage mm. of our life that a lot of my friends won't have until they're sixty odd. So when they were taking the piss out of me, saying, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> kitchen sink, you're not going out. You're not fucking laughing now, are you? Because you're still changing nappies in your early forties, and I'm not. So there is there is a a plus side to it, Dave, and that's just from from mine and Sam's point of view. I, I'm in a good stage in our life where we can do that. But but it is it is a thing with privileged kids and that. And I think that's a good, such a good point. And you're right, we're absolutely distracting from the point that this fucking episode was a load of fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> so what I, I'm trying to remember now is, is it likely to be meet the parents next then? Oh, I hope so, Dave. I hope tomorrow we get that because we're running down the clock unless they save it for Friday. And then we've got Friday... Sunday and then Monday's like the sort of final, and it's the, the they've got to have the dates. So yeah, it's got to be tonight. It's got to be tonight. Actually, now you say that because we usually have a dates thing, don't we? And that's that can be uh, that's a couple of episodes, well. isn't it? They usually yes. have a couple of dates in one episode, a couple of dates in another. So, but then they might keep a couple of the dates for the the final. So maybe for the Monday, I don't know. It's it's. I think it's very likely meet the parents is going to be either tonight or tomorrow night. Uh, yeah. 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 I think so. Hopefully there'll be, I'm just, I'll be absolutely praying for Louise Owen, Dave. I'm praying. <laughs> you know, and, and like you said, I still, I still have that crumb of hope that as a person, he will grow and, and become a better person. Not currently in the moment, in my opinion, but there's a lot of insecurities there. And I don't think he's ever been told no as a kid and he, mm. he seems to get his own way a lot so I'm hoping that in my opinion and I know people will support Luke and that that, that there is some growth there of him as a person and that's that's all you can ask for whatever we think he's done and that he's, he's got a lot of growing up to do yeah absolutely so Chris anything else to say on this episode Nothing, Dave. Um, I'm so pleased we're at the end of this, but uh, <laughs> nothing. And sorry, it was quite a, 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 we went a bit serious there, but it is quite a great point, Dave. And I think we've had an email, Dave, actually, with an apology. So Jason said, uh, when he, the comment he said about Luca's tattoos and we were questioning ourselves, and we could have said it because we say that much stuff and there's that many episodes in between. But he did say, he was actually another po- po- his podcast, his, uh, his email says apology. It was actually another podcast uh, that I call Lucas Tattoo. So I'm sorry if he's not. Don't worry, Jason's fine. And he's just said, but Dave hit it on the head. I think Paige and all the girls that set Gemma are sick of Luke and see through his bullshit. So I think mm. she was angry that he was trying to deny what is so patently, blatantly mm. obvious to most people. So yeah, good email. Thanks for that, Jason, because I was racking my brains 
after we talked about that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't remember, but thanks for clearing that one up. But yeah, no, very good, Chris, very good. Um, should we do the roll call of honour? Let's do it, Dave. I know you wanted to do that in minute one. because yeah. <laughs> No, I did say it'd be a three-minute podcast. <laughs> so if you want to follow us, guys, and get over to Chris and Dave's Reality TV cast on Facebook, get over there. We're well going up towards 350 followers, so that's fantastic. Thank you for all the comments and all the new posts that get put on there. It's brilliant, brilliant. It's really active as well. It's great stuff. Uh, if you want to email us, cbrealitycast.gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, at cbrealitycast. So if you were, as I just said, Dave, on the old patron, Patreon's roll call of honour, it's patreon.com forward slash cbrealitycast. Big thank you to all our patrons, past and present. It's really good. And if you are a patron and you're not too sure, drop one of us a message to go over to our Discord channel because the Discord link actually expires after a few days. So a few people have, uh, couldn't get onto it, Dave, and I've just messaged him. So please reach out to us, no problem at all. Uh, so today's roll call of honour is Megan... Kate, Annabeth, Gavin, Maggie, Kristen, Zoe, Tom, Gillian, Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Neve, Jacqueline, Noreen, Amy, Joanna, Helen, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Hannah, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Haley, Lauren, Looking at the Green, and Kekka Starson. So thank you so much, guys, for all your support. Really, really good stuff. Amazing. Very good, sir. Thank you so much. Um, I don't know how we managed to talk this long about this episode, to be honest, but um, <laughs> good chat. Very good chat. So thanks to you and thanks to all our listeners out there. Thanks to all our supporters and everything. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye. Bye.